it kind of makes me wonder like, are there any traumas in our lives that allow us to be victims of things? Are there any idols we have in our lives? And not all of it is anybody's fault. Some people, you grew up in a cult, like you grew up in um, a household that just beat you over the head with the Bible and made you feel like a horrible person, like you're going to go to hell. There's a lot of things that are beyond your control, but there are sometimes, and if I'm talking to you, you'll know that, where we have a part to play. I'm Kaitia. And I'm Jarrell. Welcome to our podcast where we talk about glowing through life instead of just going through life. It's a his and hers perspective about modern topics and hot button issues. From Christians just like you. Well, let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Glowing Through It. Today's episode is all about if the church has hurt you in any ways or if your friends from the church has been hurting you in any ways, but you always have to pray to Jesus if there is something wrong and pray over your friends, pray over your family members, pray over your siblings and always pray to Jesus. That's all you need to do. Hello and welcome officially to season three of Glowing Through It. This is our third season. It may seem a little arbitrary, but I just felt like the Lord was prompting me to do a little revamp, do a little refresh on Glowing Through It. So as you just saw, we have a new intro, we new did. motion graphics and everything, a new outro. If you're watching this, you may be listening to it on a podcast platform, but if you're watching this, you see that it looks a little bit different. So I do want to shout out Alicia Miller. Um, she was the one who took the pictures that I'm using. She did that like two years ago, right before we found out we were pregnant and right yeah. before we started glowing through it. So those pictures are very special to me. And I'm gonna send a link to her. She's a wedding photographer, engagement photographer, all around just a really good photographer. So thank you, Alicia, for that. And so let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is called How to Heal from Church Hurt. And we wanted to share our personal experience with church hurt because I don't know if I've met a Christian who hasn't been hurt by the church in some form, church building, church body, uh, both. So yeah. this was actually inspired by an episode we saw from The Chosen. They have a show, but also Dallas Jenkins, the creator and director, he does a lot of live streams to keep us up to date. They're currently filming season three of The Chosen and he did a special documentary or his team did where they were talking to Gen Z and having them binge watch The Chosen and kind of see how it affects them. And unfortunately, there were quite a few people who actually had kind of stepped away, took a break from Jesus and Christianity because of their experiences. Um, some of their experiences were, were very traumatic and yeah. I don't blame them for walking away from it when you feel like you've been violated, abused, controlled by people who claim to be Christians. So I just want to talk first and foremost about church because I feel like a lot of times people are like churches, a place you go on Sundays, you read the Bible and your pastor teaches you about the Bible and how to apply it to your life. But what specifically 
Jarrell. Oh, and also, if the audio is horrible, <laughs> we just started using these lavalier mics. Season three, new equipment, whatever. So if it sounds really bad, it's because of that. And if it sounds really good, it's because of that. Um, but we do have backup audio recording on his iPhone. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and set the timer before I forget and make sure that we are not going overboard with this conversation. But yeah, so basically what do, what was your initial relationship like with church specifically growing up? What was your experience? What did you think it was for back growing up? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so my relationship with church, it evolved over time. Uh, the church I, that I met you while I was attending still and that we went to for a while was the church I grew up at. Mm -hmm. So I must have been going there before I can remember. Um, so it was just kind of like always a thing that we would do. Um, but, but it did, it was interesting because my dad was at like a non-denominational Christian church, predominantly black. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom was Catholic. So if we missed the earlier service with my dad, which was all day long, it was like probably a three or four hour service, mm -hmm. um, then we would go with my mom to where she went, and that was a Catholic service, they had mass, and it was much shorter, and I would go to my siblings, and I remember them goofing off, or at least like laughing about different things. It wasn't very engaging, we just kind of a fly on the wall. Um, but at the main church, my most of my experience was like, oh, this is just another thing I do. Like I go to school weekdays, I go to church on Sunday. We learn about God, and I didn't really have a lot mm -hmm. of close friends there. I didn't. It was a big church, so it was kind of just like going to Sunday school. And then when I got older, I was in like the more mass population service mm -hmm. where everybody would go on Sunday, and um, I learned a lot about the Bible. Didn't have a ton of like close relationships but it was just it was more early on it was more like routine mm -hmm. kind of like this is what we do I didn't love doing it <laughs> yeah. it kind of was like out of obligation um, as I grew up it kind of changed um, and it was more my choice but that was kind of where it started yeah I'd say for me too the initial introduction to church was my parents and opposite of you because your mom was Catholic your dad was non-denominational my mom was in always go to non-denominational churches as long as I can remember. Um, and then my dad was raised Catholic, so we'd go to Catholic church. Um, so when I was living with my dad or having summers with my dad, we'd go to Catholic church. And then when we were living with my mom, we'd go to a non-denominational service, mostly black like you. <laughs> but I'd say coming into my teenage years, I started getting more serious about my walk with God. That's when I decided I'm gonna save myself from marriage. That's when I decided um, I just kind of wanted to have the life that God has for me and I believe that it could be great and everything. Um, so fast forward basically, I found a really great church right after college. It was the first church I had ever chosen and it was in Hawaii where I lived and so a lot of my friends went there because I was introduced to that church through a group of artists that I was already hanging out with. So a lot of amazing things came from that community. Then I moved, went to Jarrell's church and we stayed there for several years up until 2016 I think we left and so there was some church hurt that happened there and I'm not going to go into detail or else this video is going to be two hours but you can watch my video yeah. on YouTube called <laughs> why I left my church and just search Kaitia Lamore 
why I left my church, and you'll see the whole story about how that happened. But once we left that church, we felt kind of like vagabonds, like kind of like homeless as far as like, you're supposed to go to church. Like I felt mm. an obligation to go to a church building, a church service, or else like that you're not fully living in the Christian experience. And people always say like, don't forget the fellowship and of the saints. Like, and you know, basically using it as a tool to make you feel obligated <laughs> to come, at least some people will. So um, go and watch that video. But I know there's a lot of other people who have various reasons for church hurt. So I don't want to say this will happen to us mm. right now because there's so many things that can happen that can drive you away from it. People at the church or the church service itself, different beliefs that they have that are not biblical and stuff. So I wanted to go kind of through the things that happened because we finally have like a church that we're so excited about as of like a month ago. We had the green light, you know, the pandemic's been going on. A lot of churches haven't been meeting in person. You watch stuff online. We moved to another city. So the church we used to go to after leaving that um, church we just talked about, that's not where we're led to go anymore. So we were just really excited about it. And it got me thinking, like, how did we get here? <laughs> what were the steps that helped us to feel ready to go to church again, to not feel jaded by the church experience and to be healthy in our walk with God? And I'd say the very first thing that even like kicked off us leaving the church or that we left and kind of feeling like this is the last straw is like we had a lot of personal things that we're going through that we were just like, God, you're supposedly so good. You supposedly care about us so much, but our life is kind of raggedy <laughs> and falling apart and we're doing all the things that we thought we were supposed to. And then we realized through Bible studies that we were doing, devotionals we were doing, through different apps that it, it would just be like day after day, the subject would just hit us like a ton of bricks. Like these devotionals would have a specific message in scripture that dealt with exactly what we're going through. And it felt like God was calling us to like, just surrender, finally to surrender. Cause I think we can have a quote unquote relationship with Jesus that looks like going to church on Sundays. But if we don't have a deep and personal relationship where we're hearing his voice, listening and obeying his voice it can cause a lot of problems and i'd say like you we both grew up in the church and for us to be so rigid and um this is the way it is i i kind of wonder it's like how did that happen where we kind of lost our way and so like for you i want to ask when it came to finally surrendering to jesus like what did you learn about like before surrendering and hitting kind of rock bottom and like what happened after when you're like, oh, so this is actually a relationship with Jesus and what it's supposed to be like. I think what I learned, what, what, what happened was when adversity came, it was, there was trusting God to a point mm -hmm. where if we didn't hear something, then like for me personally, I would be like, okay, so I prayed about work and jobs mm -hmm. and projects. These are gone. These projects ended or something happened and there were layoffs or whatever the thing was. Mm -hmm. And then um, feeling like, okay, that's God saying now I got to do something. Mm -hmm. Like I've done everything and now I don't hear anymore mm -hmm. from God. So I don't know what his word is. 
where his will is so I'm just gonna make something happen and I got in that mindset <clears throat> and I don't know if that was only like me or if it was pressure from like outside where family members saying you need to do this you need mm -hmm. to do that and just kind of allowing that to influence me yeah um, I think it might have been a mix of both of that and I think coming out of that season was like the realization of fully trusting him until he tells you until yeah. he makes it clear because sometimes it was like a lack of patience where yeah. it's like I feel I need to do this now God didn't say to do this or mm -hmm. what like so I'm just gonna do it because I don't can't yeah. wait any longer yeah and sometimes we just have to wait until God gives us like the instruction sometimes it's wait mm -hmm. sometimes he's about to do something but you're not ready or you haven't said something um, or put something in motion to, yeah. to so like I feel like that period of time was me coming out of that and we both kind of realizing we give everything up mm -hmm. to you and no matter what it looks like no matter what people say <laughs> we are seeking you at every step that we take and I think that's a part of surrender is like maybe this thing doesn't make sense or but I feel led to do it but this person is telling me this I feel like another step is like getting rid of confusion like getting yeah. rid of all the voices that are out there because I feel like we do need to really pay attention to the relationships we have because if you're in a community a bible study a church where a lot of people are very loud about their opinions about what you should do how you should be doing it, when you should be doing it, and especially if they're an elder or a deacon or you really uh, trust them and you're just like, well, even if this goes against what I thought I was supposed to be doing deep down, you kind of push it to the side. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what I did was not surrendering to God, but trying to please people, trying to please, you know, the opinion police who had a lot of opinions about my life and surrendering to me part of that was just like letting go of those voices even as hard as it was I had to kind of push past like I know this person might get upset or I know this might look a little different to what other people are doing but like I've tried everything else yeah. <laughs> and it didn't work so try God <laughs> try Jesus instead and so that was a, a huge thing is like um, surrendering to the Lord, understanding his voice and getting rid of basically all the voices that go against that. And part of knowing God's voice is reading his word. And I felt like another step was just getting back to the basics of what does God say? Because we would read the Bible and stuff. Um, but I feel like, did we really understand it? And were there other teachings or beliefs, you know, floating around from the church we went to or people that was like, I'm reading this scripture because we started reading the Bible from the beginning to end during uh -huh. that time. And I'm just like, this doesn't mean what people have told me it means. Or there's been breakdowns of stuff taken out of context. And I've been believing that for so many years. So I, I would say like that has been crucial is understanding God's word, reading it for myself, having Bible studies that go along with it yeah. to explain it more, reading different translations of the same scriptures to see if there's any other clues or things that would help me to you know understand it better and stuff. So for yourself like I know you grew up in the church but like did do you feel like you had a good grasp on understanding the Bible and what it said or that other people's teachings maybe even influenced what you believed about certain principles yeah I had a grasp of it but I think that didn't come until later and like part of my testimony was was really 
senior year of high school was a big turning point for me. Like just being like, oh, my family takes me to church and I'm Christian because that's where we go and I believe in God. But that year, it became personal. Like it became mm -hmm. my pursuit, like pursuing mm -hmm. faith, pursuing God. And once I did that, God opened a door to so much understanding about mm -hmm. his word. And then I went to so many other churches. I went to various types of Christian churches. Like none of them was like really a denomination, mm -hmm. but they all had different styles of teaching. Mm -hmm. And that was like the first time I heard about apologetics. <laughs> and I'm like, how did I never hear about this in like 19 years, 18, 19, 20 years of yeah. life? Um, and once I finally had that, then I was like, okay, there is real understanding. Faith is not blind. Faith isn't just like, oh, they said this and we don't have anything better, so we have yeah. to go with it. It's like there are reasons and there is evidence and proof of things. Um, so that that's when I feel like I started to get well-rounded in my mm -hmm. faith and understanding of scripture. Um, and that was like a big turning point for me. Yeah, and I think that's huge. I didn't have that in my notes, but I didn't come across apologetics either until I was in my early 20s soon i might have just yeah i think i had just met you we might have been talking <laughs> getting with our shoulders slinky no <laughs> getting uh serious when i was just like apologetics never heard of the word till i was like in my early 20s and a lot of churches unfortunately don't teach that and it's basically just like historical scientific like evidence proof factual information that supports the bible jesus's existence and things where if you're like i have a very logical mind i don't know about all this faith stuff you do need faith but also there's a lot of proof out there that god is real and it's good for us to know that because it builds up our faith when people yeah. are like oh you believe in some invisible you know fairy godfather and then a book that was written this many years ago by humans that probably were just lying it's like well when you get into apologetics you realize that it's much deeper than that. Um, and so that brings me to my next point. It really doesn't. There's no transition here, but I just wanted to say that. That brings me to my next point um, is figuring out, like when you've dealt with church hurt in a way where it makes you question God, it makes you question your faith, it makes you question yourself, it makes you question if you even believe in Jesus because um, your pastor had a scandal or whatever, and they were like up here to you, you idolize them. It kind of makes me wonder like, are there any traumas in our lives that allow us to be victims of things? Are there any idols we have in our lives? And not all of it is anybody's fault. Some people, you grew up in a cult, like you grew up in um, a household that just beat you over the head with the Bible and made you feel like a horrible person, like you're going to go to hell. There's a lot of things that are beyond your control, but there are sometimes, and if I'm talking to you, you'll know that, where we have a part to play in the damage that may have come from church, where we stay in relationships too long, knowing good and well, they ain't good for us. We're underneath teaching, which happened to me, underneath teaching that was not, that I knew, I knew we're not supposed to be here, but I just didn't feel like trying to find a new church and creating a whole new community from scratch. Um, there may be people-pleasing um, tendencies that you have because of traumas and wounds that you haven't healed from yet. So there might be some counseling and some deep healing and things that you need to. So even if your part to play is not getting healing for the trauma and the wounds, I'm not putting blame on you. I'm just saying that might be something that will help you in the mm -hmm. future to heal yeah. from the church hurt and to not end up in that again. 
and the um, how many more things do I have? Oh, I have two more things. So the other thing I wanted to say is even just the purpose of church, because I feel like a lot of people see it as this is a place we go to so that we can learn more about God. This is a place we go to if we need help. This is a place we go to to meet Christian friends. But what do you think is like, if you had to describe the purpose of church in like one sentence, what would you say it is? It's funny because I had a similar conversation with my nephew just like a couple of days ago. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> Shout <'cause> out. Because he, <laughs> he was dealing with like church hurt kind mm-hmm. of a thing too. And and I made the, I, basically the thing was church is seen as a building and a place mm-hmm. you go. But according to the Bible, like we are the church. Mm-hmm. Church isn't a place you go. Church is who you are as yeah. a follower of Christ. So the notion of church should mean the body of Christ that in congregation in gathering mm-hmm. to learn about Jesus to sharpen one another mm-hmm. to grow in in faith and to be the hands and the feet of God yeah basically at your purpose or your assignment mm-hmm. doing the great commission like mm-hmm. seeking and saving that which was lost that's what the church is called to be and to do yeah Because I feel like the thing that came to mind when I was writing my notes for this was like church is literally a support group to get everything that you need for Christians and for people who are seeking um, more about Jesus. But it's like it's literally a support group to get everything that you need. God-centered, obviously. And so I remember reading about the book of Acts and the early church and how like thousands were added to them that day and this many believed and came to know Jesus and like they sold everything they had so they can have everything in common. So they weren't worried about clothing, food or whatever. They were just wanting to praise God together. They were just wanting to commune together, Mm -hmm. fellowship, break bread. And so I think a lot of times we put it in this pedestal of like church is where you go to like go into the holy places. Like, no, we are the body of Christ. We are fortunate that Jesus came and died for our sins so that we can have a relationship with him. And I feel like it's like if you need money, if you need clothes, if you need food because you're struggling, if you need to know more about God and what the Bible says, if you need somebody to just cry on their shoulder, if you need to help getting out of an abusive relationship. Like it's a place to go to get everything you need and not everybody is doing that. And that's what I think can be very confusing is that you go to churches and then you're like, why is there so much damage and church hurt? And it's because there are flawed people who are in positions they ain't got no business being in. And we, a lot of times are just like maybe fundamentally confused about what church is even about and so we're going into places not realizing like hey if this isn't where God is leading you and if this isn't the place where you specifically are supposed to be getting the help and encouragement that you need then it's like don't be there and I even feel like maybe a church isn't being like witches undercover maybe a church isn't abusing people but even if it's not the church for you even if that isn't where the community and the connections that god wants for you is i feel like you're still out of god's will and we feel very much like led by god in where we are now and there's just so many steps and so much confirmation that came with that where i was even skeptical like prove to me that you're not gonna be whack wrapping up now that you're not going to be whack that you're not going to be using scripture out of context i was just kind of like 
you know, skeptical even then, but there is like, every time we go, I'm just like, okay, God, like this is, I can't even believe how great, it almost feels too good to be true, but I do feel like there's a lot of things in our life right now mm -hmm. that are God, but it feels too good to be true because of like going through struggles and things taking so long and you're waiting for it. But I just want to end with this note. Um, first of all, um, I think it is important that however you were hurt, but even if it's by the church, to get the help that you need. So that could be getting therapy, get going and finding online teachings that are Bible-based, reading the Bible, having a Bible app that'll like give you guidance on different devotionals, telling someone you trust what you're going through, um, like basically getting the support and not just trying to deal with it all by yourselves because it yeah. did help us to be able to talk to other people who had gone through similar things or pray and ask God for community that was healthy and things like that. So I think it's important to, to pray for the right support, for God to lead you to that, and to pray for going to the right church. And the last scripture I wanted to say, and this is what reminded me that like church is a, it's just a, support, it's a support group for getting everything you need. The scripture I have for today is Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Is that what you have to Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Um, well, you read it, and then I'll say why I picked it. Okay, I don't know if it's the same translation, but not forsaking the assembly. Well, I have 25 only. Okay. So go ahead and read the, I guess, both of them. Okay. So, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the mm -hmm. habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So there's so much about encouragement, spurring each other on. Yeah meeting up together, wanting to do good deeds and encourage each other to do good deeds and and um, learning more about love and how to love each other. So it's just like, this is a place that you're gonna go to get the deepest and most beneficial help, you know, yeah. spiritually to draw you closer to God and to be like, you can do it. And like, what help do you need? And how can I pray for you? You know, those kind of things. So this is not a boat like, everything you need to know is in this one video. I'm sure there's other people who talked about this, but this was basically the, the thing that I felt like God called us to share today were these specific things. And if you don't remember, the main things were um, surrendering to Jesus fully, fully surrendering to Jesus, no matter what anybody thinks of you or says about you, putting him above everything else, stepping away from certain relationships that do not draw you closer to God, relearning the basics about the Bible, reading it for yourself, understanding it, figuring out your part to play. Is there any wounds, any healing that you need to do in order to just in general in life, be around the right people and not be in a situation where you're taken for granted, abused, manipulated, controlled, and things like that. And realizing what the purpose of church is and praying that God will lead you to the right community. So that's all I had for today. So I'll go ahead and pray. Okay. And then we can wrap up. Okay. Okay. All right. Look, we can talk <clears throat> at the same time because we have these microphones. All right. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for your purpose of the church since the beginning. Um, family has been important, but community has been important, and especially relationship with you as our Father, as our Creator, has been critical since the beginning of humankind. So I thank you that you want to have a relationship with us and that your Bible 
we are fortunate enough to be able to read it and get more um, understanding about who you are through it. So I pray for anybody who is watching this today, who's dealing with church hurt, that they will fully surrender to you, understand what your word says, apply it to their life and be guided to the support and community that they need. And I pray all of this and for their complete healing and restoration right now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you so much for watching and for tuning in today. If you want to support us, there's a few ways to do that. You can pray for us and mm. we always appreciate your prayers. You can also go to our websites. We have different merchandise. I just updated and revamped lomoreinchrist.com and he has the red R.com. I also have some exciting things coming soon, but I'll share that later. And um, so if you want to do that, the merchandise we sell, we get proceeds and it helps us to keep getting equipment and doing things like this. And also I haven't talked about my PayPal for a while, but a lot of you guys have been donating lately to my PayPal. So thank you very much. We, mm -hmm. we appreciate every single dollar that gets sent to PayPal. So if you want to do that, it's paypal.me slash if you want to donate. But that's all we have for today. Thank you so much. We want to hear from you in the comments. If you're watching this on a platform where you can comment, please join the conversation, share your experiences, how God has helped you dealing with church hurt, or if you need prayer dealing with church hurt or finding a church, we would love to pray for you as well. So thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for watching this video and please like, and please, Subscribe and please hit that notification bell. Ding, ding, ding. Bye. This